Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So the, uh, welcome to this very special extra episode of Watch Out for Fireballs. We're going to have our general kind of deleted scene stuff after this, but uh, one of my favorite games the last couple of years went on sale on Steam, and I decided to have a contest um, <laughs> about that. So I uh, announced to our Facebook uh, fans, um, you know, I wanted them to come up with an idea for a game, and they would win a copy of Alpha Protocol, um, which I've talked about Alpha Protocol a whole lot on this this uh, podcast, but uh, I love that game. And a couple of people did uh, step up to the challenge. So um, we wanted to read their, their responses for, for their games. And uh, then we will decide on a winner who I will friend on Steam and hook them up. <laughs> awesome. So let's start off with Jeffrey Lawton, who says, I'd like to humbly suggest Spiritual Warfare, unlicensed NES game and later Game Boy action RPG by Wisdom Tree Studios, wherein you convert non-believers by throwing, by throwing fruit of the spirit, which also was actually literal fruit at them. I had the Game Boy version, uh, which came in the sketchiest looking black cartridge. It was all misshapen and didn't even have the contacts covered. I remember that. Where did you get that, Jeffrey? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Some man like an alley give that to you? Like this is, this is one of those things. And it's actually like super funny because it's a Christian game, but they couldn't make it legally because of the, because of Mm -hmm. that. So like the NES version, it was kind of like the, uh, it was kind of like a Sonic and Knuckles or the super game boy where you put this in and then it had a, uh, then it had like a, a slot on top where you put an actual game in to like to Mm. supersede the, uh, to supersede the uh, copy protection. Because yeah, there were some NES ones that were just straight up cards. So, like, I had um, a game called like Joshua, and then uh, I had a game called Bible Buffet. <laughs> Bible NES, Buffet. As an adult, I, I bought at a flea market that are incredible. Bible Buffet <laughs> is pretty special. Nice. Um, Jeffrey continues. Um, I was young at the time, but the world seemed huge. There are lots of nooks and crannies, and I felt well well rewarded for it. There are some interesting, funny details they put in. For example, make sure that you visit the bar. Save save state first, um, and and a gang war in a junkyard that kicked my born again butt every single time. I think it's worth playing. Fun, varied enemies, um, e.g., construction guys that lay dynamite that you can get to explode. Varied areas. The fruits have different functions and are useful in different situations. I say it'd be a good one to play through. Yep, and he later expands um, that he he's pitching a, an HD remake of this game. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, of so. uh, spiritual warfare. So thank you, Jeffrey. I don't think there are enough good games based on the Bible. And this isn't based on the Bible, at, you know, like, like to Binding any extent. Isaac. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, Isaac is based on a, a Bible, that, you know, that's, that's, a lot of biblical stuff. That's one, but I want to play as David, like going out and getting 100 foreskins as a quest. Like, <laughs> like give, give, me a, give me like an action RPG where I play like through, through the entire story of David and I'd be set. There's something to it and I don't... Uh, want to, to offend anybody who listens to the show about this, but there's something about religious uh, culture co-opting popular entertainment yeah. that always ruins it. So you can hear like a Christian rock band can play and you can know that it's a Christian rock band before he says a word. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you can just tell by the chords and the tone and everything. Like there's just something about, you know, usually uh, Christian entertainment that just kind of like doesn't work. 
mm-hmm. like that. Um, for an episode of uh, the DinoCast, um, you can find it at GaryButterfield.net. We did a religious video games episode. So uh, we played, I did a Super Noah's Ark 3D. Um, somebody did um, a little Left Behind Tribulation Forces <laughs> and, uh, you know, various other uh, Bible games. My friend John Wolf did this insane fucking PC game uh, that I, I can't, the name of it is escaping me right now, but go check that out. On, a, on my website if you want to hear some people talk about religious video games because it is a, it is an odd odd phenomenon yeah like, like like the problem is most of those games are made with an agenda it's just kind of like yeah. we're going to make a game games that's safe for the family you, yeah. you know they, so, something like that like the bible game first, yeah. Yeah. yeah and just like I, i'm talking about like a straight up like no agenda presentation of the story of david because mm-hmm. like th- that's fucking epic. It's yeah. great. It's an amazing story. One of the best stories that's ever been told, like in all of human history. And I want it in a video game, <laughs> please. Yeah. yeah, it'd be cool if there there's more crossover there. Like people yeah. who, uh, you know, who wanted to make wanted to make good games. So the problem, I mean, it's it's difficult though because to, to do that well, you'd have to be like a true believer, and mm-hmm. there it underlines some of that. You know, there's going to be things that are essential to to games. You know, certain kinds of like you know, acts of violence and things like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, you'd have to, to deal with that dissonance, but know, like cognitive dissonance of it. But like, so would, if you're like, it, would you, because I'm not a religious person, but like, I love the story of David. I think that, I think that you were probably in the minority yeah, as far as people who, and then not to, I'm not trying to say that to dismiss mm-hmm. you. Um, as far as people who appreciate non-religious people who have that kind of appreciation for, for religious, you know, narratives. Okay. So no, don't get all butt sore about it, man. I, I'm not getting like, butt sore. I just like, like okay, okay, fine. Like, okay, I mean, fine. I'm sure you represent. I'm not sure. I'm not saying you're unique. I just think that it's probably you know the reason why it hasn't happened is because there's not that big of a market for it. People yeah. are going to summarily reject it because of the history of of religious entertainment. Yeah. And you know, people are not going. People are going to reject looking at the source material because if they're if they're you know secular or not you know non-religious. Yeah. So. <sighs> okay. <Anywho>, uh, John Selner <laughs> uh, gives us a couple of different pitches here, and uh, we will we will I will go through them because they are short. Okay. Um, first game uh, is it broken? Is it spelled like Eddie Izzard kind of? <laughs> um, is it broken? A charming and adorable two D platformer starring lovable scamp is it? Gameplay consists of painfully long loading screens, <laughs> graphics errors designed to simulate the output of a video card melting down, noisy screeching sound effects, and unresponsive delayed input detection. Is it will also periodically cause the platform is running on to restart. Um, mini games include karaoke, a section where a button must be hit seventy five thousand times, and a section where the player must idle at a completely blank screen for four hours. The game will feature voice uh, support. If at the time the player says, if at any time the player says, is it broken, the game will be over. It will permanently uninstall itself <laughs> and delete all .jpegs and .mp3s of its hard drive. Um, you know what that, that sounds like? It sounds like that... That, uh, that NES that, game. Which NES game? Well, the, 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 there was one that was specifically made by like a game show host that like had a microphone controller and it was made to like infuriate people. Oh, weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it sounds like a little bit like um, uh, the Penn and Teller. Yeah. Like that, that I, which I love. The, de- the I, Desert Bus game. Yeah. Well, that, that whole that whole disc is like that. Yeah. It's all just like little subversions and and uh, of gaming. <laughs> uh, and I sounded a little distracted there, is because uh, for some reason I woke up today I had gum on the bottom of my foot. No, oh, like your, no sense. like your actual foot or your shoe. 
my foot. Um, <laughs> and then I just look down at my, my leg and there's gum streaming down, like a trail of gum streaming down the side of my foot. It looks like some kind of like really horrific rash. And I was just like, oh my God, what's happening to me when I just look down? But it, it's chewing gum. And I have no idea how it happened. So you're going to cut that skin off, right? Uh, it, well, <laughs> you know, hey, free gum. It's just <laughs> uh, chewing gum for me. I mean, clearly a piece of gum that I had chewed and just like sit down on top of like a can or something that you had chewed and then let languidly fall out of your mouth down onto your lap. <laughs> yeah. How drunk was I last night? Like, I talked a couple times. I'm a little bit hungover today, but it wasn't that hungover. It's a perfect line too. It's like just going down my shin and curves to the, to the left. The, Follows up and then got to the bottom of my toe, which is where I peeled it off earlier today. Does it look intentional? By no means. Was like, was, I mean, was drunk like, Gary oh, leaving a message for sober Gary? Yeah, but it just continued up my leg. It just spells like get help or something like that and, and chewed gum. Jesus Christ. What's happening to me? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> all right. Do you want to do uh, yes. get the, uh, the rest of uh, John's? Yes, sir. Uh, so Damon of the Peloponnesian War. Socrates is often described in the dialogues as being a badass during his soldiering days. This is a scrolling beat him up depicting those days. The last boss is ignorance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good. Was, um, uh, was, was he the one who, uh, who died by drinking hemlock? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, indeed. The last, last boss can be, could be hemlock. Um, second, next pitch, uh, would be uh, gremlins Four, the movie, the game. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is specifically a reference to that, but I have a, a fairly not famous. I, famous is not the word, but several times my friends have talked about um, my Gremlins three pitch that I have, and uh, the there is a Gremlins four pitch that goes along with it. That the only joke was that you know Gremlins three, um, you know I explained that, and then Gremlins four just starts on on Mars with like the remnants of New York and there being Gremlin eggs inside it. Um, but since this is extra so material, I'll go ahead and throw my Gremlins three pitch out there okay. real quick. Um, and it's based on me misremembering Gremlins 2. So I just want to say that this actually is, could not work in canon. In Gremlins 2, there's a part, so all the Gremlins drink the DNA and uh, get superpowers, which is why Gremlins 2 is so rad. <laughs> and one of them drinks the DNA of electricity, which turns him into an electric Gremlin. We're all on board with that. Okay. In I'm the real you. version... They, uh, the way they defeat the, grum, the lobby full of gremlins is to spray them down with the sprinkler system. And then, uh, oh, and then, so the electric gremlin, uh, they trap him in a phone. He gets sucked into a phone and they put the phone on hold. And that traps the gremlin. Science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the, the real version, or the actual version, like, they have this lobby full of gremlins. They, they use the sprinkler sister on them, system on them. The sprinkler sister. Um, all over them. Which we all know you don't get gremlins wet. No. But they do it because then they, they transfer the call into a phone, shoot lightning at them, electrocute them all. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I thought they have a they, – they're going to uh, lift up the curtains and melt them with sun. And in my mind, I was remembering that ending, even though it doesn't work in the actual movie. So in my mind, there was this dangling plot thread about this electric gremlin that was on hold for all these years. My pitch for Gremlins 3 begins with you know Daniel Clamp. He's uh he's he's been busted down to mailroom boy, and uh, because of all the events of Gremlins too, and uh, he's looking through the the account. He's trying to get work his way up and impress his boss. He's looking through the the books and he sees that they've had this whole call on hold for like ten years. He picks it up and answers it and it electrocutes him and turns him into a Gremlin businessman. <laughs> and then the rest of it would be like the movie Milk, where it's him fighting for Gremlin rights 
as a gremlin businessman. <laughs> so exactly like milk. Imagine milk. <laughs> but with, with Daniel Clamp fused with an electricity gremlin fighting for gremlin rights. They, they end up... You know, I, say, I say that gremlins are not any different than you and I. Yes. <laughs> Especially me, because I am a gremlin. <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> um, so it causes chaos in the city. Uh, and then 40 million years in the future, part of New York is on Mars. Gremlin egg opens up. Bam. Cold open. Gremlins 4 the movie. The game. <laughs> Give me a call, John. We'll, we'll work this out. It'd be like Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 3 is the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It totally. totally could be. Fighting just Gremlins on Mars. Yeah. Like Gremlin, the Gremlins uh, 2 game is actually not so bad. Never played it. I, I, I only have vague recollections. I've only seen Gremlins two in childhood. I just remember liking it because it is. Oh, a live, rewatch Gremlins two. It, 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 um, no, it's it's a, it's a live action cartoon. Yeah, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It, it's, an, it's amazing that it got made. <laughs> like it, it, you, you got to watch Gremlins two again, like soon. I watch it every Christmas. I watch both Gremlins movies mm-hmm. around Christmas time. You got to watch Gremlins two. Nice, so good. Also, Phoebe Cates. Like, I don't get mail about girls. Like, I'm never <laughs> like, yeah, she's fucking hot. Yeah, look at that ass. Like, I'm not generally like that despite being you know a straight straight white male but uh cb kate's in those movies super cute mm-hmm. nice all right um continuing with another one of john's pitches um can i read the one after this too because i want to yes. do the voices okay cool um <laughs> the doctor who point and click adventure game starring tom baker or maybe sylvester mccoy none of those new ponces the only pitch I can give is that Doctor Who is already an adventure game in TV format. The Doctor always defeats a powerful cosmic threat using his quick wits, silver tongue, vast knowledge, the contents of his pockets, and feigned ignorance. Dude never needs to fire a single shot. He's basically the archetypical adventure game hero, down to acting like a buffoon to manipulate his enemies. Isn't there already a Doctor Who point-and-click adventure game being made? Or, I would be surprised if, if there wasn't. Doctor yeah. Who is a weird, like, nerdy blind spot for me. Me too. I don't, I don't know Doctor Who. I have, I have lots of people who have, like, told me to watch it. Like, yeah, you know, too. like from, from, the, from the reboot or whatnot. And it's, you know, picking up a new show, as I've discussed before, is kind of like saying, hey, go and meet all these new friends and get invested in their lives for several hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah James Adomian has a funny comedy bit where he says uh, people are just like, you know, hey, have you seen Battlestar Galactica? He's like, oh, I've watched a couple of episodes. Like, no, you have to watch the beginning of it. And then he says, you know, that's the equivalent of watching someone telling somebody to watch forty movies. You know, <laughs> so it's it's like the same thing. Instead of like recommending a book, it's like, hey, man, have you heard about Time Magazine? You gotta read it. <laughs> no, 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 from nineteen twenty. You know, just yeah, read it all. Yeah. So, hmm. um, and John's last pitch: we could start our own game where people throw ducks at balloons, and nothing's the way it seems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dropping you, some awesome Simpsons science on us from the worst episode of the series. <laughs> <laughs> or one uh, of them, anyway. Bart Carney. Yeah. Huh? Bart Carney? Oh, Bart Carney. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I heard you say Bart Cart. No, <laughs> Bart Cart. Like, Bart Cart. That's also a good game. <laughs> um, and, and rounding out the contest is our, our, our friend, Dennis Furia. Uh, Cole's literal friend. My internet <laughs> friend, uh, Dennis who says, uh, I've always liked the idea of a 2D puzzle platformer where you can warp slightly backwards in time and space. The warp would create a temporary platform, and the game would revolve around catching up to your past selves and using their warp platforms to advance through the level. On top of this, the levels would be highly destructible changeable, so the paths that worked, uh, the paths that worked for your past selves may or may not be viable for your current self. So braid taken to the logical extreme. 
Yeah, like kind of. I definitely got braid from that, and then a little bit though about. I think there's an indie game out there, a flash game where like your corpses stay on the screen whenever you die, and you end up using those to tra- traverse obstacles. The Sat Brandon so approach. Have, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that that that's what this sounds a little bit like to me. That's what like was when every time you go warp back in time, you create a platform. Yeah. Stuff. So mm-hmm. very cool. Cool. Uh, so do do we wish to deliberate? Uh, yes. Yes, let's play the deliberation game. So we're back from playing the deliberation game, which is a game of our own devising. Uh, does mm-hmm. not involve throwing ducks at balloons, but we'll fix that. Um, Gary, what do we come back with? Um, I think we're going to give it to John. Uh, John wins a lot of our stuff, but uh, that uh, Is It Broken <laughs> game is funny. So, <laughs> it's great. So uh, I, I, I like that. Um, it's also really like it almost could be made if you take out that deleting all the JPEGs and MP3s. <laughs> Um, part like that kind of um, meta, um, you know, uh, game design thing is very popular in kind of Indian flash games right now. I have to take a moment now to recommend a game uh, called Frog Fractions that I put on our Facebook. Um, it's a little bit like Cabin in the Woods, where the less you know going into it, the better. But uh, it's about a half hour of your time. It is must play, and that spe- mm-hmm. speaks specifically to you as well, Cole. Okay, you have to play Frog Fractions. Frog flash half hour. Frog fractions. Facebook. Okay, it's on our on our Facebook, but that kind of meta uh, thing is actually pretty big right now, and uh, yeah, and also it gave me a, a chance to, to tell my Gremlins three pitch. <laughs> so John, if you're interested in Alpha Protocol, um, I already have your contact information. I will uh, get in touch with you via the Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for being uh, you know a really consistent participant in all of the outreach stuff we do. Most certainly, uh, the game that I was referring to is Takeshi no Chosensho. Uh, which hmm. is uh, which is an NES game uh, developed in uh, 1986. That is oh, most of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember <laughs> from yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a light bulb light up that yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah. fiercely. I, yeah, I do. I do remember that from Contendo. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that's awesome. <laughs> that is something that you should check that out in the links of note. <laughs> yes. <section. laughs> yes, indeed. For you, the listeners of Watch Out for Fireballs, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook. In like a rough like four-day period. That's too bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll be all right. Hmm. I'll be all right. And throw Tomba on top of that. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I had to come home every night to Tomba. <laughs> and, and just, I, 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 I'm going I'm to save it all since I can't actually talk that much about the, the game. But <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I wish I could, could, I had video of what I was doing. So, like, part of me, I just wanted you to be like, no, you fucking idiot. Just do, do this and, you'd, and it'd make it work. But just, like, the number of just endless deaths. Yep. Endless deaths really early on in the game, tiny, tiny platforms with bottomless pits under them all the time. Mm-hmm. Ah, Tomba. Tomba, yeah. Tomba, Tomba. I mean, if this, if this makes it into the exosode, I think people should be aware. Um, Gary's been awake for 48 hours. Um, no, that's not, that's not quite true. We, no, uh, we, yeah, we, no, we had no. him, uh, play on an electrified couch. We had his, <laughs> we had his middle school bully come in and, uh, both berate him and also withhold food and water. And I usually get my food and water from my bully. <laughs> so, so it's good that he knew to withhold it. 
<laughs> and, and occasionally you were poked with a fork on the end of a stick. I, yeah, I was just thinking about it when before we recorded. I was just like, you know what, Cole? I think it's my turn. And, and you would say... Your turn to what? Well, I feel like, uh, you know, you suggested Sword of Mana, and then I suggested Sacrifice, and then you suggested Tomba. So what terrible game am I going to fucking pick you Are you going oh. to inflict on me? Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, just take turns, like, making each other miserable. It might be, it might be relevant at this point to mention that a lot of my goodwill towards this game um, comes from the demo that I played uh, back when I was younger. Hmm. Um, and that demo was pretty much just this first area. It was everything up through the hundred year old man. Yeah, which again is pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. So like that, like that's where I got this 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 brand on me to do that. You know, it's like, oh gosh, this is a good game. This misconception. Well, it's also the reputation too. Like everyone, you know, when this came out on Virtual Console uh, or on a PlayStation Network. You know, people were very happy about it. People were excited. You know, I, I was excited to try it. Yeah. You know, um, so it's not, it's not really your fault. I was just, just yeah. joking. No, no. But I mean, just kind of like, I'm just, that's one of the roles that we can serve in this podcast is to go back and say, hey, you know what? Your childhood really wasn't as good as you thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like memory hackers. <laughs> it's like we're inceptioning people. <laughs> or reverse inception. Yeah, exactly. Let me wake up. Um, <laughs> wake the fuck up. Yeah. Wake up, people. <laughs> It wasn't great. I hate that word. <laughs> no. I, I hate that word too. I was okay. No. no, no, but it's kind of like, I, and, and I and I played it on a rental later. But I, I know that I didn't get to the Phoenix Mountain. I know that I didn't get to the Fire Cave. Yeah. So I uh, just kind of like uh, that one demo probably did so much for people because yeah. that was like you know PlayStation Magazine. Like everybody got that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I, man, do I miss PlayStation Magazine demo discs. <laughs> That was so fun. I used to have like so this. many of them. Like there, there are a lot of games that I think I would now include this one as such, where like the demo was good enough. <laughs> like I just needed to play through. Like I reminded also of like you know like, my age showing a little bit, but like the uh, shareware versions of like uh, Wolfenstein 3D yeah. and Doom, mm-hmm. where it was like you know like essentially like a third of a game. You know, and that was awesome. The shareware like, uh, Commander Keen uh, episode four yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, that was great. Yeah. You know, and that was just, you know, is all you really, really needed. Not that those aren't good games, but in this one, it's like, this is really all you needed. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, and um, if we if we could have left well enough alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, uh, Parappa the Rapper. I love that entire game. But that first level that came on the. Uh, yeah. 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 On, on that demo. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what a demo should be. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I can't. This game is awesome. Google will fuck you. <laughs> Google is going to <laughs> fuck you. Sorry, where where did that come from? Like I, I'm lost in her own self reference. Uh, I I so I started saying it's a saying it's slightly different than something that uh, uh, John Daly says okay. um, as a character in in another podcast. Okay, he talks about being a ghost and he talks about um, you know having a, a huge ghost penis and will fuck you and how he's given billions of people ghost aids because he's a serial rapist. Jesus. And uh, is, uh, John Daly is a is a genius. If, if you ever uh, he's I don't know you can extra so material this if you think if you want. Mm-hmm. But he's right now so there's a golfer named John Daly as well. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I was gonna say. Not the golfer. And, and he's well he's he's doing a campaign. He's got a website which is John Daly is John Daly. <laughs> 
And he's trying to get enough people to refer to him as that John Daly to get his images and statements confused for the actual golfer. And he does like the golfer John Daly character as just like the biggest possible fucking piece of shit. He's he's on our Twitter like we we our Twitter follows him because you know our Twitter is more or less like my source for Twitter as well, and uh, he's fucking hilarious like it's it's really good and just like the the most like chicken wing covered like piece of shit you know fat good old boy that there ever was. He's um, he's he's like a, he's like a fucking drunk and he doesn't have a very good swing but he drives like a motherfucker. Well, he grips and rips it. That's what the, if you go to John Daly is John Daly.com, it starts with a gif of like the real the comedian John Daly dressed up as other John Daly doing this golf swing going grip and rip it. Grip and rip it. Grip and rip it. Like just over and over. Like it's it's super good. Is, John is, Daly is a fucking genius. Is is he the is he the guy who's like he's he's got like short, curly blonde hair and he's kind of thin? No, 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 he's got uh he's got dark hair. Um, he's kind of got big chipmunk cheeks. He's also the guy who's Bill Cosby Bukowski. Okay. Um, yeah. If I've ever shown you Bill Cosby Bukowski. I forget who I'm thinking oh. of then. Oh, man. I don't listen to enough comedy podcasts like by actual comedy comedians. Um, that's right. So let, <laughs> let's continue with Hong Kong's. <laughs> yeah, <I guess laughs> Goomba's going so. to fuck you. Okay. Yeah. 